Welcome to the Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton. Today, I'm very happy to be speaking with Katie Stewart. Now, Katie is the Music Business Manager for the Victorian Music Development Office, and she's talking to me today from Melbourne. Katie, it's a pleasure to meet you. Hey, Nicole. Happy to be joining you. Well, yes, we've just had a pre-chat pre, um, chat about what it's like in Melbourne. So um, I'm very glad to see your cheery face. I think you're coping with it very, very well. So kudos to you because mental health is everything, as you know. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you today because I kept seeing fair play coming up in all my social media feeds. I thought, what on earth is this? So I, I checked it out and the Victorian Music Development Office, never heard of you guys before, love your website, my goodness. It's like a gold mine of resources. <laughs> so I thought perhaps if I haven't heard of you, a lot of people won't as well. So I'd love you to introduce what you guys do and then perhaps talk about how the Fair Play program came about and I guess the value of it doing now with, I guess, this um, decimation that we're all facing. Yeah, sure. Um, so... Yeah, it's not that much of a surprise that you haven't heard of the Victorian Music Development Office because we are, um, you know, a state-based uh, project. We're actually a project of Creative Victoria and we're delivered by Music Victoria, which is our state peak body um, and they've been around for 10 years. So essentially we operate within Music Victoria, uh, but we deliver projects specific to, specifically to benefit Victorian music businesses. Um, and what, I mean, what we do is a range of different things that, you know, look to identify areas that, you know, your micro and small businesses in the industry could do with assistance with, um, you know, where do they want to upskill? Um, how can they better connect with their peers in the industry and with key international contacts, um, you know, what research is beneficial to industry that, you know, that we can look to deliver. Um, projects like that sort of make up what the VMDO do, essentially. Um, and the Fair Play program that you mentioned is one of our most recent programs that we developed uh, with Diversity Arts Australia earlier this year. Um, it's a adaption of an existing program that um, that actually came about through Diversity Arts Australia and Creative Victoria um, formulating a program to benefit uh, arts organisations and look at their uh, diversity and inclusion practices. And the VMDO and Music Victoria actually undertook that program. We were one of the participating um, organisations to take part in that. And what that program did is it took you through uh, a whole bunch of workshops and uh, very uh, in-depth um, uh, and specialised business planning to, to take a look at, you know, where we currently sat in terms of our equity and inclusion practices and where we wanted to go and where we could improve. So... Basically, through that program, um, it became quite clear to us that commercial music businesses would certainly benefit from undertaking a similar program. And so what we did was we uh, went to Diversity Arts Australia and said, how, how can we bring the benefits of fair play to the music industry? Um, and we've essentially sort of 
um, made a streamlined version of that program for um, four music businesses in Victoria under undertaking at the moment. And that's um, Mushroom Group, uh, Unified Music Group, uh, Untitled Group and White Sky um, Music. And they do a whole bunch of workshops um, with a variety of different trainers um, from First Peoples, um, cold and deaf and disabled backgrounds. And then they also write their equity and inclusion action plans. That is essentially a document that lays out their short and, ter uh, short and long term goals uh, for the future. I love it. I think that every music business in this country needs to participate in a program like that. So if you can organise that for us, Katie, we'd be right up to it. I guess oh, I'd love to. <laughs> it's, um, we, we've had our agency for 30 years this year and, you know, just observing the data over the last 30 years, definitely we need some, some changes when it comes to diversity. And it's how you match up your practice with how, what the market can tolerate. So I think that's Wonderful. So I'm, I'm really happy to, to hear about that. But like I said before, going through your website, wow, I love the COVID-19. Anyone, COVID-19 resources, these guys, I'll put the link in it. It's fantastic. But I did stumble across your other program that just was completed. So what's it called? Victoria's Digital Creator Program. Now, obviously, we as an industry need to future-proof. Mm. And digital is going to play a part in how we actually not just survive, but we evolve. Can you talk a little bit? I know that this program's finished, but take us through a little bit about it, but just to give us an idea of, I guess, another perspective of where we can head with digital. Yeah, sure. So uh, this program actually came about um, pre-pandemic, so it was very well timed, but it was certainly an area that we'd identified that music businesses and also musicians were really eager, you know, to learn more about and to upskill in. Um, so there's a fantastic um, business called uh, Changes Studios that um, do a whole bunch of creator, like uh, content creation type uh, workshops and programs. Um, and they're, you know, extremely well versed in YouTube, um, which is an area that um, obviously the music industry is, you know, um, very in, in touch with, you know, from, you know, you don't put out a music video without uploading it to YouTube, but there certainly um, is a, a bit of a gap in terms of how music industry and musicians engage with YouTube content and, you know, building an audience through that platform because it can, you know, be a fantastic way to, um, you know, to build on your music career. And then obviously we've also seen particularly lots of international stars, you know, build their careers through YouTube to begin with. So we partnered with Film Victoria and Changes Studios to create a series of workshops that go through um, YouTube and, and, and certainly, um, you know, different levels for different uh, skill sets around, you know, how far people are along in their content creation journey. Um, but there, there were workshops that spoke specifically uh, to music creators and then there were workshops that really can apply to a whole bunch of creators around, you know, how, how best to engage with, um, you know, the setup of your channel in terms of how you're tagging and, you know, 
getting the, you know, the best thumbnails for your videos and all that kind of detail that actually makes a real difference um, to people's YouTube channel and, and improves sort of the way that you're viewed in the algorithm. So, um, yeah, that, that program was a whole series of workshops that recently, uh, recently finished up, but there was also another component to it, which was an accelerator program, which took um, a small group of content creators, both in music and in film and from other areas, um, through a series of um, in-depth small group workshops to really, um, you know, take a look at their content creation and, and, and try to, to boost their skill set and support them so, um, you know, they could go on to um, keep building a, a bigger audience through that channel. Oh, I love it. And I think we need more of this, Katie, because the hardest thing for a lot of the artists that we work with is, is how do you create that content? And then how do you actually get it out there? And, and just to hear that you're running programs like that, well done. It's, it is so much needed in our industry. And let, you know, let's talk about, you know, the year that we've had this year for our industry. You've got um, a lot of our industry supply chains facing like an, extinct, an extinction level event. Let's just say that. But they're quite concerned about how they can build in capacity to survive. What are your thoughts generally? You've been in this industry a long time. You're working these programs. What are your thoughts on some sort of possible roadmap to recovery as a general thought for our industry? Yeah, sure. I mean, it it's certainly a challenging uh, question, and we talk when we talk about live music businesses in particular. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly going to be guided by health directives for a little bit longer. Um, you know, there there is going to be, a, and I'm sure we're going to see that quite soon, a really big push on outdoor events and, you know, an emphasis there and how can we engage better with public spaces and how can we, you know, integrate um, music in, in our every, everyday life. The, the roadmap, I think, while everyone is is looking for it, um, is still, you know, is is something I think that we will continue to have to build as as we go. And we are fortunate that we have, um, you know, a lot of peak bodies and a lot of trade associations and groups in the music industry really coming together to try to support that process. Um, and, and returning to events in a safe way. You know, we've seen uh, the uh, LEAF group um, put together their COVID safe guidelines last week and, and release that, that document to support the industry. Um, but we're certainly gonna have a challenging, probably, you know, a year or more ahead, but hopefully, um, you know, we've had a few industry uh, key figures um, predict a really strong return, particularly to live music come end of 2021, come 2022, um, and a lot of consumer confidence and economic growth around that time. So I think that, that there is a really hopeful message in that, that, um, you know, a, a lot of our, you know, key workers in the industry, artists, businesses um, can hopefully see a really huge return 
not too far in the in in the distant future it's it's um I'm, I'm hoping that it's as optimistic as you're saying and i'm hoping that it is an opportunity because i guess when JobKeeper finishes in March, we want to make sure those people can hang in there until we get back in 22. So sounds like we do have a bit of an opportunity facing us. And thank goodness we have so many great organisations like yourselves that are help, sort of shining a light to make sure we can all get to the end goal together, which is wonderful. Look, Katie, thank you so much for telling us about what you guys do. It actually fills me with optimism to know we have people like you out there that are actually just, you know, building capacity for our businesses while all this is going on, which is something we very much need. So Katie Stewart, thanks for adding your voice to this conversation. Thank you so much.